you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello. Another day in OC paradise, maybe, question mark? (laughs) I know, Abby, you've been enjoying, you've really enjoyed this episode of OC. I still have meh feelings about OC, but I will say it is just like good, light, fun. Yeah, I think, I mean, New Jersey is always pretty intense, but that's what we love about Jersey because it's like deep-rooted friendships, family, like it just gets all intertwined. It's just the levity of it all. I do think, I mean, honestly, there's only like two people that I truly enjoy, but it feels like production is realizing that. And majority of the time, we really see it being focused on Gina, really Gina and Emily and only time like fancy pants really gets to like, sometimes she has like a a thing for just her with her family, which I do enjoy, but it seems like they're like, okay, we're only going to really focus on Heather as it relates to her friendship with Gina. And then everything else is just kind of like filler or it's because Gina and Emily are there. Like, I don't think Dr. Jen would have gotten that party, like all that airtime if, if it wasn't for the fact that all the women were there, but I, I don't know. I just enjoy I enjoy the levity of it. Yeah, no, I think that's a good way to put it. I, I mean, I do like you. I, I love Gina. I don't mind Emily. I think she's been like more fun and like a little bit, a bit lighter, like kind of being more in on the joke. So I appreciate seeing that side of her more. Those two have definitely been enjoyable. I still enjoy seeing fancy pants because <laughs> let's talk about this rap party because only fancy pants would find the most, um, her I don't know. Connections are her so connect- random. Yeah. I- just like the most random way to announce her connections and then not only have her connection, Richard Marks there, but then to everyone be part of like an impromptu sing along. <laughs> it's just it so, so weird. It was, but like, I love it. Cause you're just like, what the hell is happening? Like, and it's just so Heather like, oh, you know what? I have some famous friends and I need to make sure you not only know that we're friends, we're very good friends. And I want you to know just how famous they are. So I'm going to have him sing. I'm going to talk about how close we are with, you know, he and his wife, Daisy Fuentes, who like, I mean, Daisy Fuentes had maybe a, a little bit of a moment, probably if I like late nineties, I think, but I like, feel like the early nineties, like she used to be. She was, I mean, like she, the, she, 
the yeah. MTV fashion. What was that MTV fashion show? She was like the host of it for a minute. She did have a line at Kohl's too. Let's not forget, you know, so only the, you know, top of fashion designers get a Kohl's line. But um, no, I mean, she's beautiful. I'm not like knocking on Daisy, but I'm like, I haven't heard the name Daisy Fuentes in a very long time. Probably 25 years. You know what's funny about that is that she's on eDaily Pop this week as a co-host. <laughs> well, maybe that's it. Maybe they're like, we're going <laughs> to, we're testing to see if Daisy can come back and Heather was being a good friend. I don't know. I just, I, um, I just, I'm really appreciating just how random and just the lightness of it. But yeah, like Heather's just connections are so random to me. The, just even the fact that like the way she was having this party, like Heather was, uh, um, Gina was even like, oh my God, like you walk in and it's just like, nothing is just like a casual gathering when it comes to Heather. And I, I love it because it's so over the top. It's so extra. It's so just like, I have so much money. I don't know what to do with it. And, it, and that's housewives. That is OC housewives to me is just excess. You know, what's so random. And I don't know why this episode, I started thinking about it. But I think because I started paying attention to the women's, like, glam and how Shanna, Shannon has, like, a glam person come over, we've never seen Heather with any sort of a glam squad. And I find that really interesting given her amount of wealth that she likes to kind of flaunt that she doesn't have, like, hair and makeup over before any of her oh, I bet I bet she does. I bet she just doesn't want to share them. Oh, because I could also see her being very protective of like her quote vendors, like the pe- like her partnerships with people. Like I, yeah. I could see her being like, well, I don't want someone else to take my glam squad. Yeah. But, but even if she did, I mean, I, let's not, let's be real. I'm not saying she, her natural, her own hair isn't good by any means, but you could tell like she doesn't have extensions. Like she's. Her pretty- makeup is never like, it's yeah. always very classic and simple, but I look at someone like. I mean, like Shannon's glam is terrible. Always. That's also very true. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm like, I actually think she'd be better off just doing her own makeup. She always does like these like heavy, like glittery, sparkly eyes. She loves a tight ponytail, which like, and then like the few pieces hanging in the curl. Like, I just feel like Shannon's glam is notoriously awful. Her glam is stuck in like 10, 15 years ago. Like she hasn't adjusted on that's being generous. I like, honestly, <laughs> it reminds me of like some of the things I wore to like a middle school mixer, like just like a heavy glittery eye, like chunky pieces, which I know are coming back. Like you have a ponytail and you purposely pulled out pieces, but like, I don't know to me. I'm like, I did that when I was like 12 and 13, like she's in her fifties. So I don't know. I, I don't like Shannon's um, glam. So, but yes, I, I do think it's interesting that fancy pants doesn't, if she has a glam squad, doesn't show it. Um, I also really, I think what I've enjoyed most about OC is like, I think a lot of these journeys we've gone on with people are finally in happy places. Like Gina and Matt being able to like sit down and be at the orthodontist together. And like, she, you know, talked about kind of that journey of being a victim of domestic abuse. And then things got better. She felt like she didn't know she could give the statement and then she did. And like, I just feel like we've been on this journey uh, and it's nice to see, it's just nice to see that now she and Matt can be in a room together. Like she even made the comment, like, it's nice. We can be here without police intervention and just enjoy the fact that like we have three beautiful kids together. Absolutely. I was honestly kind of blown away and I'm sure they make it look easy on camera, but I'm sure there was a lot of work 
potentially counseling and stuff that went into it. And the fact that he's willing to show his face on camera after all of that, I also kind of slightly tip my head hat, not head, hat to him for that because I don't know, he's, he's taking, clearly he had to take ownership and accountability and he's not going to stop being the father to her kids. They're going to have to like work through that, through that. So I, that to me, um, I've not been in a situation like that. Um, thankfully, and thankfully I don't have anyone close to me that I know of, um, who's been in a similar situation. I'm just happy to see them on the happier side of it. And I know that's not always the case, but to me, it gives hope to those who may be in that place. Yeah. And I think she even said that like he, after she gave the statement, I'm sure he wasn't thrilled. I'm sure he wasn't great. Now I'm going to be charged with, you know, domestic abuse, but it seemed like he also, almost under like, I forgot how she worded it, but it made me feel like, and I'm sure it was a lot of therapy, but he almost understood why she felt like she had to do it and was more like, okay, well now let's try to work on how we're going to be co-parents together, not focus on the mistakes that have been made in the past. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do, you're right. That's a really good point. I do commend him for showing him his face, knowing that by him being on the screen, obviously, the charges are going to be discussed. I think it is kind of showing that he takes some accountability and ownership for what he did to her, um, which, you know, isn't always the case. So I guess, yeah, I think it's just kind of like not the domestic abuse is light, but we're seeing it on, you don't often see it where people come out on the other side, the way they, these two are. And so it's kind of nice to see that. I agree. And then I loved Emily, um, her commitment to the innocence project. I know a lot of people commented um, that they were like, well, she's a Trump supporter and she's QAnon. And I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, we don't know for sure. She's never made bold statements like Kelly Dodd did about her political beliefs. So I kind of always kind of, when it comes to housewives, unless they're directly talking about it, I'd almost rather separate these people from like who they're voting for and who they are on the show. And I think Emily is one of those people that like, we don't really hear her talking about it. I would assume she probably is a Republican given the fact that she's married to a Mormon and the way that like, you know, just some of the, their, their lifestyle. But like, I do appreciate her commitment to it. Some people thought it might be performative, possibly. I mean, I can't say for sure. It's not like I know what's going on in her head, but if nothing else, she gave an opportunity for this program to get, you know, a lot of national attention. And then on her stories, as the episode was airing, she was linking to different ways that people could support and donate to it. So I do commend her for that. I also think too, granted, like, and I'll go off topic for a slight minute, but given the polarization of this country, like, and I agree with you, unless there's obviously Abby and I are against like majorly problematic things, like (laughs) the things Kelly Dodd has spewed and everything. But that being said, I do personally would like to get to a position where we can have conversations and common interests and it's not so focused on um you voted for this and that means you're this you know like yeah. so yeah. i mean it's it's a lot anyways that's my little but I, yeah so I, I just i felt like i wanted to acknowledge some of the comments because i know people do get upset but i also too have just really enjoyed the evolution of emily i think she is more confident in who she is as far as her body being a, you know, more of a curvy woman. I've always said, I think she's beautiful. I think her face is just like stunning. I think she's one of those people that could weigh, you know, 120 pounds or weigh 220 pounds. And she's just a beautiful person, just her face. Um, but 
I've just, I've really enjoyed kind of the evolution of Emily. I think it's funny that she owns that she stirs the pot. She told Gina, like I went straight to Shannon and kind of told her what you told me. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this role that she's kind of taken on. And I feel like she's part of what makes, she's part of what I'm enjoying about OC. She's a large part of it. Why I'm actually possibly enjoying it this season. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, Shane's even kind of come around like yeah. not on PK level of likingness um, for me, for, like the full circle part. But yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent, I think Emily has kind of really fallen into this role of a housewife and kind of like now, like I said, like in on the joke, like before yes. she was not quite a hundred percent in and now she's kind of like, okay, I get it. Like, I'm just going to be me. And if me, part of that is me bringing a sandwich into a sauna. So be it like, and that's the type of shit we do enjoy to see. So I appreciated it. It's relatable. Like who hasn't ever been like really hungry in the middle of something? Like I loved when she was getting the brain scan at Dr. Jen's very odd, weird party that turned into a medical presentation that she was like, uh, can someone bring me some food, some wine? I didn't know it was going to take this long. Like she's literally getting a scan of her brain and asking for wine. I, I loved it. I just yeah. thought it was, it was funny. Um, speaking it's of just, the brain scan, did that feel, I hate, I don't want to like minimize anyone in the medical profession by any means, especially like given what's happened in 2020. And like, I have a lot of, um, respect for our frontline healthcare workers, but Watching the little, the brain scan thing to me, and maybe this is just very California, it felt like scamish to me. It felt very scamish. It felt like, it kind of like reminded me of like, not quite on this level, but like sort of like the Theranos thing where like, oh, by like seeing what's in your blood, we can help you be healthier by watching what's your brain's doing. I don't know if it's really, I would be curious if like someone is a neurologist, is it really possible like, as Jen was saying, like a mom who like over time, her brain, like I know even like for myself, even pre-pregnancy, pregnancy brain is a whole other thing, but like there would be like names I could describe the way the person looked. I knew how I met them. I couldn't remember their name. Like those type of things that like happen to you where it's like, not like memory loss. It's just in the moment you can't think of that person's name. Can that really be repaired? You know, like, cause she was making it sound like we could go back to the way our brain was firing off when we were 12 or 13 years old. It's like, well, I think part of the reason why we forget certain things as we get older is because our capacity. Like I also have to remember all my kids' birth dates, which people are going to laugh on the spot when someone's like, okay, you know, what's your daughter's birthday? You're like, I'll mix up some numbers. Like my kids are obviously born on different days, different years. Like I have to remember all of their, you know, appointments that they have coming up, making appointments for myself, the birthday parties, the buying family, you know, birthday gifts. Christmas gifts, random gifts. Like there's a lot there to remember. So I think some of it is like capacity. Can you really, I'd be interested if you could really restore it. It seems very scamish to me. Yeah. Um, I just wouldn't want like my results, like then being read to me so casually like that. I think I appreciate the clinical aspects when, especially when it comes to the brain, which is so important that I would love, I would like to be more in like a professional setting than, than someone's like living room or It just feels weird to me. It felt like a little bit of a jump too, um, from someone who, and I, I'm sure with plastic surgery, like the, you know, the brain is in the head and the fate, you know, the, like, but you know, there's a reason why a plastic surgeon isn't performing like brain surgery. You know, I feel like it felt like a little bit of a jump, but I know it's something that she's passionate about. So maybe she's like 
gotten extra certifications or things I don't know about. Again, I am not a doctor, but it just felt like a little bit of a jump from a, like for a plastic surgeon to now say, I can heal your brain. I a hundred percent. They have specialties. Like our specialty is Bravo. We don't have the bachelor. We don't have that. So we made that jump. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to start telling people. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to start talking about the history of the bachelor and how I can fix the show. Cause I don't have that. That's, yeah, you know, it's great. It's a great comparison. And I'm sure no one in the medical <laughs> industry is going to be offended that we just compared neurologists and plastic surgeons to Bravo and bachelor fans. But, um, no, if you are a neurologist, I would just love to know your thoughts on it because I feel like I just feel like there's such a jump. Um, and there's such a difference. Um, and that being said, thank you to all of the, uh, frontline workers, uh, doctors, nurses out there. We do love you. I have a nurse. My mom was a nurse. My sister's a nurse. I have the most respect for the medical professionals. Um, but again, like my sister works in an ENT clinic. I'm probably not going to like ask her about something pediatric related that I think like, is this bump benign or cancerous? Like I'm going to go talk to somebody that like specializes in that. Also, I just want to say I'm not a fan of to be continued. This was the worst use of one. I've actually gotten on board with a couple of to be continued over the years. This did not need a to be continued. We're really going to hang it. Like we're hanging on to the drama between Gina and Shannon when like Gina basically like owned everything. Like I just don't really think, I don't know. I don't think it needed to be a to be continued. To your point, like the levity that OC has the drama and like, listen, like I I like watching people have fun and like the quirky moments of housewives. It doesn't always have to be on a New Jersey level, which we'll get to here in a second, but that didn't need, you know what I mean? Let's just let it be. Let's <laughs> end the party. Focus on like how weird that was. And I'm like, just going to hang on to next week. I'm really not like dying to know how this concludes. Now, New Jersey, I feel like every episode could almost be a to be continued because there's so many layers to what's going on here. We have, Louie projecting and lying and just all the drama of that. The fact that Marge is not buying the Louie BS, the whole thing with Jen. I mean, I just feel like there's just like a lot going on and then you have everything going on off camera. It's just, it's, it's kind of a lot, but let's dive into the fact that Louie now uses this opportunity to say, I am not guilty of domestic abuse, but the girl that I dated stabbed her former fiance with a butcher knife, but I still was able to put that past her because we're going to put the past in the past and propose to her. That uh, to me yeah. is normal, logical thinking. Oh like, my God. It's like the ultimate deflection. First yeah. off, I do want to give major props to Tiki Barber for like asking him up front and just kind of being like, well, I mean, the accusations are this and like just putting it out there, like that takes some balls to Louis full of shit. I think that's so... <laughs> He's just deflecting. He never answered the questions in regards to him. He then deflected and said, well, my ex did this and I got past yeah. this. It just, it just makes zero sense. Well, and then I like how that, and you went on to propose to this woman. Like it just, it's very like odd to me. I love how Melissa, like when she was talking to everyone, they're like, well, I mean, he said that she stabbed someone with a butcher knife and we're just going to have to choose to like believe Louie because he's dating Teresa. And like, I feel like even she was like, this makes no sense, but I just have to believe it because I don't want to get into another fight with Teresa. It, I don't know. The whole thing is mind boggling me. I do give Tiki credit though. I feel like all the men were interested. And then of course, I don't think Louie gets upset by this stuff. Like he like, was like, I'll answer it. I think he wants to almost like have like a true narcissist. I think he believes he can convince everyone he's an amazing person. So he wants that opportunity to do it. And then Teresa gets mad at anybody who asks him anything. She got mad at Marge. 
now she's mad at Tracy. Like it is just, it's very, he's just a classic narcissist. It's very interesting to watch. Oh my God. And then we'll get to the fucking love bombing of it all uh, momentarily. (laughs) But before uh, Melissa's still searching for her storyline, um, one of them being that they moved. I will say though, like watching Antonia and I know she's like, like in her prime in terms of being like teenage angst. I did feel bad for her. <laughs> well, okay. I think she's a junior in high school. That is like the worst time to switch high schools. I think moving high schools at any time would be really challenging. And I have a little bit of experience with this, just not myself, but like my high school closed. And so like a lot of people that like families I knew within my high school, when it closed, they were forced to transfer. And like, some of them were saying how hard it was their junior and senior year to try to like, not infiltrate, but like find a friend group when they had already established one and that got broken up. And it can be like really hard in high school with girls. Like once circles and cliques are established, I think it can be really hard to let the new girl in. And the fact that, you know, like she's struggling with cheerleading, I didn't really love that Melissa was like, no, you're going to cheer again. I'm making you do this. Like, I think, I I think supporting it and maybe saying like, let's wait and see when your knee's better. Like, let's start doing these. Like, I'll go with you to physical therapy. Let's do these workouts together at the gym. Like Melissa's very active. I didn't like the whole idea. I was like, no, you don't have a choice in this and you're going back to cheer because you're good at it. Yeah. No. And I I think it goes to show that the way she was brought up, because we hear this time and time again, like therapy isn't a thing um, (laughs) for that family. And so just watching Antonia, I was like, oh, I was like, you just need to talk to her and listen to her. Don't like project and be like, well, just get up and do it. Like, clearly yeah. there's a lot of feelings there. But anyhow, um, I digress. I did not yeah. care for that. So then we get into the most cringeworthy one year um, anniversary. I would like to know what you did. You and Kevin did on your one year anniversary. Was a um, scroll involved? No, uh, this is actually kind of funny. So... <laughs> Of course it is. Uh, well, so our, it was our one year anniversary and Kevin and I met on a blind date when I was 26, which it now sounds so, so young. Anyone listening, if you are single and 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, you have so much time. But in that moment, there was that big wave of people who had just gotten engaged and married younger, um, which we had like, you know, a couple of friends that did that when they were 24, 25. Anyway, there were still people like kind of floating around. So I was in a wedding and Kevin's really good friend was also getting married um, right around the time of our one year anniversary. And it happened to be the wedding I was in Um, her bachelorette party was that weekend. And then Kevin's really good friend that was getting married like two months later, his bachelor party was that weekend. So we literally celebrated our one year anniversary by being on separate bachelorette bachelor parties. Oh my God. We were like so hungover too, that like, like when we saw each other that Sunday, I think like I went and got him like a donut and a coffee from (laughs) quick, quick trip. Cause he likes the, he like, he likes their coffee. And he got me like a bag of peanut butter M&Ms from a gas station. Cause we were just, I mean, it was, we were so, it was like, I mean, it was like the thought that counted at that moment. It was like, wow. (laughs) We did, um, like the weekend before go to like a nice dinner, but no, I did not get a scroll. I did not get a sexy sax man playing me music. Like the whole thing made me like cringe, but also I was like, this is just peak wonderful reality TV because like if we were all still in an office right now or going back to offices, this is the shit that would have been the water cooler talk. Like, could you believe then the saxophone and the, like the whole scroll of like the 20 things he loved about you. And the best part about the whole scroll is 
his business partner did it for his wife like a couple years before. So he really copied somebody else's like grand over the top. It just, it was, I, you can't make this shit up. Like it was really, it just to me so cringe. And like, I mean, we've talked, you guys know how we feel about dirty Louie. So we don't need to go too into that and all the reasons why we feel the way we feel. But to me, it just goes to show like how little love Teresa had in her previous relationship to where she's willing to just ignore all the red flags because of how over the top and the love bombing that he does with her. Like, it's just, it's just, ugh, it just makes me sad to watch because I've, I've said this and I'm going to say it like a broken record. We want the best for tree. We just don't want it with Louie. Amen. Um, okay. Let's quickly talk about everything going on with Jen Aiden and then we'll get into finally the conclusion of Salt Lake City because I'm actually just ready to be done with it. I am having such a hard time with the fact that Jen is basically like putting all of this, putting a lot of fault on Marge. So what's interesting is she mentions that her oldest daughter, Gabby, found out via TikTok. And I just assumed it was like somebody had leaked something about that was like, you know, after that party happened. Um, where Marge put it out there that like somebody had an inside source and then they wanted to be the first ones to break the story. We see it happen all the time. And then, so they made a TikTok about it and that's how she saw it. There's actually been a lot of reports and people coming forward to say, no, actually somebody else just randomly that like heard about it from other people that lived in the area, put it on a TikTok. Gabby found out Marge knew about that, knew it was being discussed and thought then like, well, I can put this, I can now use this against Jen. So there's also some of this like, well, Marge didn't maybe possibly drop the bomb. Gabby might've known before Marge said anything. And don't worry, I will be tweeting that to Andy to have him ask at the reunion, which they are filming, I think in the next week or so. So like fingers crossed that actually gets asked. But anyway, I, I, that was just a little bit of background. I just think that like, Jen can't come to terms with how she feels about it. And so it's just so easy to place blame on Marge. But as you can tell in the way she like talks through her thoughts, she's still very mad at Bill and rightfully so. They never worked on it. They just brushed it under the rug. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's so many things that she could keep busy with and like trying to stuff emotions like that down. Like I've done that with other things in my life where you just try to ignore, 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 and it comes out in different ways. So I really hope you guys know we love therapy, (laughs) therapy, therapy, therapy. But truthfully, I really do genuinely hope that she is unpacking those feelings and talking to someone who can, um, in a safe space, like make her feel like that her emotions and thoughts are valid in what she's thinking. Because I feel like anytime Jen has probably talked about things with Bill, my guess is that maybe he's just like dismissive and it's like, well, we worked through that. Like doesn't actually listen to her and how this has impacted her. And given um, like culturally where her family stands in terms of talking about feelings and emotions, I would imagine it's the same there as well. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think like she even said, like she, she got lunch with her brother and he was kind of asking like, what does mom think? She's like, well, I think there's a part of her that thinks, you know, men will be men. Like, oh God, like, but it it just goes to the fact that this is more deep rooted in her culture. Um, And maybe that's obviously that's affecting her. I don't know. I agree. I think she needs to be going to therapy. She needs to be talking to someone about it. And what makes me really sad is like, I I kind of get why Marge was like, I don't know if I want to invite Jen. I think it was more like, I want an opportunity not to invite Jen. And I can use the excuse of Dolores is going through a lot right now. We don't need to put like, 
create a situation where it might add more stress and drama where, where Dolores feels in the middle because she is friends with Jen and friends with Marge. But it also made me sad because I'm like, she's like reliving this hard pain and whether she brought it on or not, by the way, she was treating Marge really isn't the point. It's the fact that like, she's probably already feeling slightly alone in all of this and isolated. And then to not be invited, I, I, I get it. And it, I know part of it too. I'm sure production encouraged Marge to do this. Like I get like, this is a storyline. This is a show. This is what they're doing. But it just kind of made me sad. Cause I think like, I'd like to think that even if there was somebody I wasn't getting along with and I didn't like necessarily, but I know they're going through a hard time. That's also a person who probably needs a spa day just as bad as Dolores. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just kind of needs to laugh it yeah. off and just kind of ignore and pretend you know, a different yeah. kind of pretending. Like that's a situation where you'd want everyone together. Like let's forget about the fact that I told everyone about the affair on national television. And let's forget about the fact that you did all this to me. Like let's just pretend that none of this has happened. So I a thousand percent agree. And side note, I know we want to talk about Salt Lake, but David is being such a dick to Dolores. It's like weird because I feel like it's kind of those things like, well, you broke up with me, so I'm not going to talk to you directly, but I'm still going to talk to your kids. I'm going to go like above and beyond to take amazing care of your mother because I care for her, but I'm not going to tell you directly as a medical professional, like what comforting things or things you could be doing to help your mom. Like, I feel like it's so petty, but also like, I feel like, you know, Dolores could go see him too. Cause she knows that he's like checking in on her mom and just like actually have a conversation with him face to face. I know she doesn't feel like she needs to do that, but it is, it is very petty, very childish. Like I'm kind of surprised that this is how the route he's taking. Oh yeah. It's just, it's honestly like, wow, <laughs> you went to med school and this is the shit that you're doing. Like, come on now. Yeah. Anyhow, um, let's talk about crazy shit uh, that Jen Shaw managed to convince some people of the public we actually had a funny group text with our good friend Lucy she, on the ground. She convinced Lucy and Lucy owned it. She's like, I somehow am rooting for her innocence. And I personally just saw right through it. I think what Jen is a master manipulator and very good at deflecting. I just, to me, continue to be dumbfounded by the amount of time wasted on Lisa Barlow versus the charges and Homeland Security and the feds and everything that has been charged against Jen and no one seems to like bat an eye. Oh, it, it is like mind, blo- bo- uh, mind boggling to me that even myself, I find myself like falling into Jen Shaw's trap and being like, well, you know what? That was shitty of Lisa. Why aren't we, we should go back and talk about that. I'm like, wait a minute. We are not talking enough about the fact that like, Jen Shaw is facing 50 years in jail and every other person that has gone down with this has pled guilty to a lesser charge and is giving the feds information on her. Like, are you scared Jen? Cause you should be like, this is not, you're not going to be wearing those feathers in jail soon. Like, no. And it's, I just like, the whole thing is just so, it it is kind of like, so mind like boggling to me. And also that casting video that they put in there, like, and talking about how much money she spends, that she's spending roughly $50,000 a month. I'm like, oh, girl, that that is going to be used against you in court. Oh, a thousand percent. I also like laugh. So like I gave Whitney lots of props in terms of just how much she knew about 
um, the how the defrauding legal happened, system. the yeah. legal system, how she explained it, and the fact that she made Whitney feel bad for that, even though she's the one being charged of these alleged crimes, like that, like that's so twisted. Like I mean, that I, also I is like an evil genius. Like to be able to manipulate someone to that level, it's like. It's insane. It is insane. I, I would have not apologized that if I were with I'm like, uh, no. dude, literally the feds just came here and Homeland Security and I was just breaking down my thoughts as to why. Like, you're going to court, not me. Like, yeah. I, that's the shit that I would have loved to hear. But no one had the balls to say any of that. I know. It makes you wonder, like, what does Jen have on these women that, like, they're all kind of afraid to call her out on her shit. I also love the fact that she then got emotional and was like, I'm fighting this for all the people who can't. All the people, like she was like, you know, tearing up, like the innocent people who don't have the means to really like defend their innocence. I'm fighting for them. I'm like, okay, now we're going to start like, again, I guess, you know, innocent until proven guilty, but there's a lot of things stacked up against her. And I don't necessarily think I would throw Jen Shaw in with the group of people who like are martyrs um, and like fighting for, for a greater cause. Um because of just the way she spins, the way she acts, the things she said, I'm like, you don't strike me as someone who's like, I'm going to fight for the innocence of all. Like I think she's selfish. Not at all. And never while the questioning was happening about her businesses, she never explained what those businesses were. Like she never was like, listen, like this is what that, this is what Whitney described. And with lead generation and yada, yada, yada. Mine is not that because it's X. Like she never could explain it. So, I mean, which to me, it's even more of a red flag. So I, I I normally don't wish ill will on people, but I look forward to her day in court. You're in danger, girl. In the wise words of Whoopi Goldberg, you are in danger, girl. Um, I'm just ready to have a little bit of a break from Salt Lake City. I'm like, bring on Beverly Hills. Like, I don't know if I would say bring on Southern charm. I really don't know if I, I don't know how I feel about that one coming back, but I'm, I'm just like, I need a break from Salt Lake because it was just like, so such a mind trip and also so annoying that like nobody was really seeing what was happening in front of them. But uh, that's our week in Bravo. Um, okay. I'm not going to put you on the spot because I already know who my shout out is this week. I am giving my shout out. This is kind of like self-fulfilling, but I'm giving it to Andy Cohen because like truly made our day yesterday. I know this sounds so petty to people who maybe don't understand it, but you all are people, you are Bravo people. You get how like much we love Andy Cohen. Uh, When he shared our reel that we made where we put his like high knees that he did as a workout to an Irish jig, it like made, it truly like made my day. And I think maybe because the fact that like he's from St. Louis. I'm from St. Louis. I don't know. I just, it truly made my day. So thank you, Andy Cohen, for just making my St. Patty's that much more special. I was actually going to give the shout out to you because you were the brains behind that. (laughs) And also you guys like it's, this is a team effort. What you see on Instagram, it takes the both of us. And sometimes Abby and I get so wrapped up in the moment and we are also very competitive people (laughs) that we don't just sit and celebrate our successes. So I'm glad that you acknowledge Andy, but I'm acknowledging you because you were so quick on your feet to think of that and, and to put it out there. Like it's not as simple as it sounds, some of these things, and it takes some skill to know how to edit and to just kind of do all of that. So I'm tipping my hat to you, girl. Oh, well, thank you. Um, 
wow. With that, I guess I'll just say thanks, guys. We'll catch you next week. I don't Keep know. The what compliments else to say. coming on uh, yeah. our podcast reviews, guys. <laughs> I mean, make it an even better day for me. Feel free to tell me how I've never looked better or sounded better on the podcast. Um, no, thank you guys so much for all your support. We really appreciate it. You know what's coming next. Uh, we will be covering headlines, including who and who is not a bridesmaid in the upcoming nuptials between Louis and. Uh, Miss Teresa on our Patreon. If you'd like to hear more about that, go to patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. And with that, we'll catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will, but we're not gonna let that be the end. See that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I.com.